Okay. All right, so we are now streaming to YouTube, and we have a quorum. We may have others join us. Oh, we do, hang on. Let me let Brendan in. Hi, Brendan. Hello. Welcome. We're just getting orchestrated and started here, so glad you were able to join us. Appreciate it. Um, so I will um, just, so we've started the meeting. Um, I just want to let everybody know we are recording this meeting and we are broadcasting on YouTube and the cable TV channel. Um, Stephen Horton is here, who is um, our past chair and um, I've asked him to chair this meeting, and we have guests arriving too, so bear with me as I'm coordinating all this. Um, what I'm going to ask Stephen to do is do a roll call, just so we know who from the board is in the meeting at this point. And then maybe what we can do as well is have people introduce themselves, since we have some new board members with us today. So with that, Stephen, if you would be so kind as to do the roll call, that would be great. Certainly. Okay, I'd like to do the roll call for attendance and voting. Uh, Mary Doveton. Present. Brandon Allen. Present. Peter Bobowski. Present. Katie Teagreen. Present. Sue Shea. I believe Sue was not able to make it. And Heidi Champagne. And I don't think Heidi is able to. Okay. Make it. That's great. Um, so actually, I think with that, if um, one, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing everybody's name correctly. I know that I butchered Katie's name on a recent email. <laughs> I apologize again for that. Um, but if you can introduce yourself and just give us just a little background on um, what, you re what you, the area you represent related to the Transient Guest Tax um, Board, that would be great. Absolutely. So my name is Katie Tigreen. Um, I am a Lawrence native and I previously worked in the Olathe area. I'm at the Embassy Suites off of K10 and Ridview, but I represent, um, I actually live in South Lawrence, but I work in West Lawrence at the Best Western Plus here in town. Great. Thank you. Um, and Brandon? Yeah, so Brendan Allen, I also am originally a Lawrence native and moved back about 12 years ago. Um, I am a uh, owner in the Lawrence Beer Company uh, here in town and then also uh, run a tech um, shop downtown above Silas and Maddie's called Alarm.com. Great, thank you. Um, Peter, would you uh, introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Peter Bobkowski. I'm an associate professor in the journalism school at KU, and I am on the board of Explore Lawrence, so I represent that entity on this committee. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mary? I'm Mary Doveton. I'm the executive director of Theater Lawrence, and I'm here representing the Lawrence Arts Commission. And, um, Stephen. Uh, Stephen Horton. Uh, I'm not a Laurel, uh, resident of Lawrence for, a, <laughs> well, I've been here recently, but um, 
I've been in the hospitality industry for many, many years, and I've recently left the hospitality industry, but I am representing the, uh, I'm representing in the TGT committee as the chair. Great, thank you, Stephen. And um, Sushay, who's not here, um, she actually is representing the arts and culture seat and representative on the board. And then Heidi Champagne is also a hotelier. Um, and she is on the board as well. And I'll make sure that they get caught up with this information. So this is great. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. As everybody, I think, knows, um, we've had this little pandemic. Hopefully everybody's heard about that. And it has definitely skewed um, our TGT and grant world a little bit. Although happily this past year, we managed, I think there was only one event that canceled, um, more for logistical reasons than for pandemic reasons, happily. Um, so the good news is that we have budgeted, money budgeted, and I think we will, um, things are looking good, I will say that, um, from the perspective of hotel stays, and um, we're not quite to where we were before the pandemic, but I think things are looking favorable, which is a good thing for all these different things that get funded through the TGT grant, grant fund. fund. So, so appreciate, appreciate that. that. Um, today's, today's task, task is, is to, to one, review and, and determine if there's, if there's any changes, changes to the guidelines. And then two, um, we would like to um, review and approve the schedule we have for this year. Um, I want to explain that typically we do this um, and try to get everything wrapped up so that whatever recommendations for grants um, this board um, uh, the results are, then we take that to the city commission for approval. Um, and you, we usually do that by the last meeting of the um, calendar year. Um, what I have determined with finance is that we don't have to necessarily do it that way. And so with, again, with some of the lingering effects of COVID, we're shifting the schedule a little bit so that we will be able to um, make recommendations and then take them to the city commission in early January. Um, so that's just a slight shift to how we've done this in the past. Um, for new people, um, if you look at the schedule that was sent out or on the agenda, um, basically we have this meeting and then um, we open the application period if agreeable, um, which we'd hope to do next Monday and it would run through December 5th. Um, we hold two just short informational meetings for any new applicants or applicants that want a refresher on things. We review the guidelines. I usually do that here. Um, and certainly we'll be doing that in, in a Zoom platform. We do another advisory board meeting to do sort of a general review of the applications um, before you all start your scoring process. Um, several years ago, we determined that it was beneficial to allow the applicants to come and just do a, a very brief three minute presentation. Um, and that way you also can ask questions that may not be reflected in the applications. Um, we schedule for two of those meetings, but I think in the last couple of years, we haven't needed both of those meetings. We were able to do that in one, um, one afternoon. So that's um, set up there. And then, um, then finally, um, we send out the scoring um, criteria to you all. You guys do your scoring. We have a board meeting to review that scoring matrix, um, which is designed to, um, capture the data and scoring, but also then to encourage discussion so that we can look at, because as you can imagine, there's a variety of different types of events, everything from sporting events to arts and culture events, um, you know, and that type of thing. So it's a range of events to try to score 
Um, you all do your deliberations. That would occur then January 7th, and then we would take this to the city commission um, on January 18th or the 25th. Um, if anybody has a question, um, if there was an event that occurred in January, um, you all can still award um, grant money to that event and we can just, ha we'd have to pay it retroactively if that makes sense. Um, that's one reason we try to get this done in one year, but because of the circumstances, but it won't, it wouldn't negatively impact somebody who might have an event before the end of January. And I think there's only one event um, that might fall into that category. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. Does anybody have any questions at this point? Hearing none, um, sorry, and I'm jumping around, but if the schedule is a, a, agreeable, um, and there's no other discussion, um, be great to, to get your sense of if this is gonna work or not. Schedule works for me, Porter. Thank you. It sounds fine. Okay. Um, Mr. Chair, if you could call for a motion and a second and a vote. Okay, I'd like to call for a motion on the, uh, the schedule then, please. Um, I'll move to accept the schedule. Okay, and second? I'll second. Okay. And a vote. And on the vote, I'm going to ask that you do the roll call so that anybody listening on YouTube will be able to hear that. So go ahead and ask for a vote and go ahead and read the roll call for the vote. Okay. Okay, so using the using the <clears throat> the uh, roll call will be Mary Dufton, you second it. Yes. Brandon Allen. Aye. Peter Barbowski. Aye. Katie Teagreen. Aye. And Sue Shea and Heidi Champagne are absent. And your vote, Mr. Chair? Aye. Okay. Great. Thank you. And then the next topic is the guidelines. And I'm hoping you all had a chance to review those. They are linked in the um, agenda. And these are the guidelines. Um, basically, no great changes um, updated from the last set of guidelines. Um, hang on, I can share my screen here so people can see this. So these are available online. Um, these are again, updated based on previous guidelines. I left the pandemic information in here just for people's awareness and still not quite knowing exactly what potential future impacts there might be, um, but, but um, have stuck to the original criteria and goals from previous years that were refined um, last year or the year before, excuse me, um, before we, went into the pandemic year. 
And I will update this calendar because I don't think it's accurate right now. Uh, but basically outlines the guidelines of the program, the scoring matrix that we're using, um, the criteria, what the grant is um, able to be used for with a focus on marketing. And how everything is going to play out, our connection with Explore Lawrence, um, and including information in our um, grant materials so that they are included and in being able to help promote events. And then um, application information, which we also have online. This is the letter we share. So, I leave it to the board. I guess I just have a question. Um, during the, the uh, recent discussions on strategic planning and the city commission races, there was a lot of talk about uh, arts funding and commissioners coming back time and again to the fact that arts organizations should look to the transient guest tax for funding. Um, and I, I'm trying to remember, Porter, with the scoring matrix, uh, what the weighting is on the scoring in terms of, of overnight stays. Because, you know, on the one hand, it makes sense this is transient guest tax. We're trying to generate overnight stays. We're trying to uh, bring people in from out of town. But with the um, uh, commissioners telling arts organizations to apply through transient guest tax, when many of the arts organizations target populations within our community, I know we're on a tight time frame, and this might not be the, the year to address that, but I, I think at some point, maybe that should be revisited. Yeah, and, and Mary, forgive me, I don't have that right in front of me, so I can't remember um, exactly. And obviously, this is an ongoing discussion, um, but I think to your point, um, Certainly, we can discuss it, you know, going forward. I do feel like this is still a transitional year and yeah. we've had some other challenges. So, but I think it's a valid point and something that needs needs to be probably examined every year. You know, how much does that get weighted? How much is, um, is that a requirement? Because we know that some events drive a lot of sales tax response, but perhaps no or very little hotel response. So it's, it's been a tricky conversation, as you will know from the beginning of this program. So... It is ongoing, so I think that's valid. But um, for you know the purposes of this cycle, I think we can um, maintain the criteria. Actually, that could be revisited too um, before you guys do your scoring. It is feasible that we could discuss that at a uh, the next board meeting uh, before you actually do the scoring. So we'll take a look at that more earnestly then. Just a quick question too, if you'd uh, entertain it. Um, since I'm new, I, I don't actually know, how does it, I mean, 
how do we find out how much the pot is that's being divided or do we actually decide how much each gets or do we just decide if they qualify for it and are selected? I'm sorry oh. for not knowing that. Brendan, thank you so much. And I apologize. Um, I, I'm making presumptions here that are inaccurate. So the um, city commission approved the annual budget for 2022 and they included $120,000 for this program, which is consistent with the last couple of years. Um, so that's the amount that we have available. When we do the scoring, um, the different applicants put in the amount that they're seeking for their events. And so then you can weight the event per the, um, the scoring um, device that we have or, or instrument. Um, and like I said, once we get that back, you can see where those um, different um, applicants sort of line up. Um, we don't do it on an average. It's actually set up in a special way so that it shows where there's sort of disagreement or um, considerations, which allows for more discussion because it is hard, it's not an apples to apples type comparison. Um, at that point, then the board can determine if they wanna give full funding or maybe break it out in percentages. Historically, usually the top three to five get their full funding and then, then it gets broken down. And you certainly wanna be sensitive to not give somebody so little money that they can't really um, implement their event, uh, but that usually works out in the process. Does that make sense? It does. Thanks for explaining that. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. And forgive me for not considering that you might not know that. If there are no other questions or thoughts, I'm going to lean back on our chair. Um, I think there's one, one other item we need to discuss is we've talked about that when groups are making their, uh, uh, trying to get their money for their functions, that after four years, there is a gap year. So therefore, they cannot continue to, to the fifth year. However, 2020, uh, due to the COVID there, are we going to include the 2020 into that four years? Are we going to say the, to the people that that was their, if that was their fifth year, then they can come back. Um, I think this needs open to discussion in regards to how we're going to move forward with the, with the groups that have attained their four year and now they need a gap and 2020 was a gap for everybody or the people who are uh, in their they had their last year was their gap year, but it was COVID as well. Uh, I think we need to resolve that before we actually define, you know, move forward with this. Has anybody got feedback on this? Uh, let me explain a little further for our new members. So obviously none of us were anticipating a, a pandemic. Um, and there was concern that um, if we continued to fund sort of um, well-known events that we might not be able to create opportunities for new events. So with that, the idea was that if a, an event had received four consecutive years of funding, they would be required to take one year off. Um, we were going to implement that when the pandemic hit, but the board chose to put that on hold um, because of the pandemic and knowing that these events are going to need as much help as possible to get through the pandemic. 
So the question would be is, do we re-administer um, that at this point or do we leave that open um, perhaps for another year? Well, I'll speak on behalf of arts organizations. <laughs> Most of us are pretty desperate. Not desperate, but certainly uh, any event that is reliant on audience, uh, ticket sales, um, participation, those types of fees is slowly coming back. And I know in the theater industry, we don't expect to see full audience return until late 2023, possibly into 2024. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, I would say since the pandemic is still ongoing, uh, maybe this can be, this sounds like a worthwhile um, uh, guideline to add, but maybe not this year. I think we should probably open the door as wide as possible for these organizations. So the companies or the entities that had already completed their four years, you're saying that they can come back to the table now because 20, uh, 2020 was an off year for them. And then the companies that hadn't completed their four years, but they were coming up to the fourth year, you know, to the fifth year now, you're saying that they can also come back to the table. So there are some groups that, that were forced so to speak, have a gap year in mm -hmm. 2020. So, um, is that, because I don't see that in the guidelines. So was that an official rule or? No, the guidelines actually did state that after four years that um, groups would take a, a break. And so this break during 2020 seems to have thrown a, a wrench in the works, one might say because people who were detained four years and then 2020 was their off year, well, everybody's taken an off year. Um, I like your, your suggestion of getting as many people back to the table as possible. That certainly uh, seem, is one way to go. And, but then we would have to take a vote on how we're going to move forward with this. Um. Stephen, just to clarify, so we had this built into the guidelines up to the pandemic, and then it was removed. And Peter, that's why you're not seeing it in these current guidelines. Okay. These the same as the prior year. Um, Stephen, you were saying 2020, but we had 2020. 2020 was the year when a lot of events, actually almost all of the events canceled. canceled. This year, they we didn't have the same effect. Um, a lot of events were able to take place. Uh, with alterations, a lot of people delayed their schedule. Mm -hmm. um, but we've, we've kept that off for now two years in a row. So I think to Peter's point, um, if we keep it the way it is, basically nobody would be turned away from applying based on prior grant awards, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Is there any more feedback on this? I also agree that I think that um, I actually came from the event side in Olathe and um, 
I know that events pretty much were all canceled or were not to the full scale. So I think um, I would agree that we need to do anything we can in order to generate or to rebuild the events um, within the community. And um, so I would say I support doing what we can to get them back in the community. So should we look at, uh, at this cycle being ground zero again and putting in a four year limit starting this cycle? So therefore in, in five years time, people would then who have been there for four years, they will then take a gap year. Yes, that's I, I basically see it as a reset for everyone and going forward would be the start of four years is how I was seeing it. Okay. So Porter, what I'd like to do then is move forward on taking a vote of should we put the the uh, four-year criteria back in starting on this cycle and everybody and then opening up to everybody. So to make sure I'm understanding, so what I'm you're sorry? saying is to put the, to restart the four-year criteria as of 2022? It would be, yes. Okay. Um, so basically everybody would be um, eligible for this, for next year's grant program, but then we are re restarting that clock for four years um, afterwards. Yes, we've, got, we've, got, we've had two years, which has interrupted just about every activity out there. Um, and this gives us, as uh, Peter said, everybody the opportunity to come back to the table. Okay. I did, I did have just one thought or question about that, and I don't know how it normally works if it's the same groups always every year, but I guess if you restart it all at once, though, do you run the risk in <laughs> that all the groups are then not eligible in that same year instead of being staggered? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Um, and sorry, that made my brain hurt for a second. I had to really <laughs> and I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they naturally like skip years anyway and, and they self stagger themselves. I was just sometimes when you reset everything at once and have the same date, then you end up like that fifth year, then all the people aren't eligible. I, I don't know how it works. Um, so I have a request of the board as staff. I would appreciate what we're trying to do here. I'm wondering if maybe we can just go forward has been described where we are not considering the four year limit, the gap year for next year's applicants. And then when, you know, hopefully um, when things get a little bit back to normal, typically this board would have been meeting um, sooner and would have been discussing the guidelines and that type of thing. Again, because of the pandemic, that didn't happen. So I'm wondering if instead of trying to apply this to next year's guidelines. What, could you speak up a little bit? Yeah, sorry. I'm wondering if to apply this to next year's guidelines, if maybe we just do a pause and then revisit this as the board for 2023. That makes sense. Okay. So my, if, I'm agree, if I'm with everybody, everybody's amenable to going ahead and not having the gap year requirement at for next year's applications. Is that everybody nodding? And then maybe instead of trying to build this into the guidelines for next year, we could build it into the 2023 guidelines and determine 
later as to how we want to do that. Does that mm -hmm. make sense to everybody? Yeah. Okay. Because I think Brandon brings up a good point that would take more consideration as to how do we stagger that um, so we don't necessarily have a whole um, a whole lot of events not receiving funding. It's an excellent point. And, and I need to, frankly, just let the dust settle from all this COVID stuff before I can really get a handle on things again, because um, it has been extremely disruptive. So I appreciate that. So a motion. Yeah, I'd like to motion that this year we do not uh, enter into any gap year, uh, but however, we will postpone it until 2022 for the 2023 uh, cycle, where was the board will revisit this and decide at that time how they will move forward. Perfect, thank you. Okay, Mary. Uh, hang on, you need a second. Uh, this is president I'll, I'll second that okay now roll call okay mary dovetail brandon allen aye peter balowski aye katie tegreen aye stephen horton aye Suchet and heidi champagne are absent excellent Okay, this is great. We can get um, the program started and we will work on getting this um, up and running from Monday um, and make an announcement so people will know that the application is open and I'll make the adjustments in the guideline about the changes to dates and that type of thing. Um, appreciate everybody's help. And the next board, well, the next meetings we'll, we'll have is um, on December 10th, um, to review the applications before we go into the three-minute presentations, which we'll do in some sort of hybrid format. Great. And now just a motion and second to adjourn the meeting. Okay, motion to adjourn the meeting. So moved. Second. I'll second. All right. And just quickly, all in favor, indicate by raising your all hand. All in favor. <laughs> I don't see anybody opposed, so it's unanimous. Thank you all very much. Appreciate your help. Thank you. Thank you, Porter.